Welcome to the Letterbox. This is our 412 podcast. And I'm here with JT. And Kyle. And Davey is not with us. Um, He's just had a very busy schedule and uh, can't make it, so you'll have to put up with the two of us. We did try and invite some guests. All busy. All busy. I'll let you ask them where they were. Um, So here we are. Um, It's been a few weeks since it's been a podcast, um, so hopefully we haven't lost the like five regular listeners that we have, um, and, and people are still... Really hungry for this to come yeah, out. Yeah, hopefully we can get a sixth coming up. <laughs> It'd be really, really good. What is cool is, despite the fact there's only about a dozen listeners, there's a couple of people in different countries. Wow. Now, I think they've probably accidentally clicked on it. It's a windmill. It's a fantastic victory. So we are recording this just after the Limitless weekend. Yep. It was wonderful. Wow, what a time. What was your favourite thing? Like an actual sensible good a thing, sensible JT? thing. Um... Oh, there's so much good about it like I love the aspect of teaching about the Holy Spirit I think it was really cool and probably really helpful for some of mm-hmm. us and what's even more exciting is that a wee sneak preview guys is our new series we're going to touchy touch on the Holy Whoa. Spirit so cool. it could be a really helpful then kickstarter of that but one of my favourite things always in them events is looking at our young people and seeing them really engage with God and also some of the conversations after mm. And I know some of you guys listening hate seeing me after an event because <laughs> we have a conversation and it's not just, yeah, it was good. We kind of go a bit deeper, but I love that aspect of it. Yeah, amazing. I had the privilege of um, doing sound for the first two sessions. Um, so from our church, that's up on the balcony and getting a really good view and just getting to see like young people really, really engage in worship um, from loads of different youth groups, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And like the culture of that and how people engage um was was really really encouraging and then to see them like kind of enter in like respond like receive some stuff from god like yeah, all really awesome. really good really awesome. what was your uh like funniest moment or like the worst only, thing no the, there's only one i think and honestly i actually don't think i've ever laughed so much <laughs> in my life uh the last night of in the game when they were trying to gargle the water oh and the girl, I think her name was Katie. Oh, you shouldn't have named her, but yeah, her name was Katie. Yeah, no, everyone knows her. Uh, and it was absolutely hilarious. It was meant to be like gargle in the song, but it was like she was trying to like sing it. And it was, oh my word, I've it, never laughed so much. It is very difficult to gargle, actually. I'm going to attempt it here. So, I don't know what song that was, but. That was just me practicing, but Katie needed some practice because it was. The other thing was the guy, Noah. He was brilliant. Unbelievable. Unreal. I actually said to Nikki, she was sitting in front of me, that we should audition him for the Limitless Band, but oh, as a gargler. Yep, yeah, just in the background. Yep. Um, do we actually have something to talk about tonight? If so, can you ask us a question? Yes, we have a really interesting topic tonight, I think. I think this idea is something that is maybe looked past, mm-hmm. especially around young people. But the question that we have from you guys is... What is tithing mm. and should I do it? Cool. Um, this is obviously a question submitted by some of you guys, so somebody must be convicted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we want to unpack this a little bit. Um, it's not something we talk about loads. I think we talk about it in, in church, but when I was young, sometimes then it went over my head that actually like this isn't just for me when I'm older or I earn like X amount of money. 
but it's a really important like biblical principle yeah, to think yeah. about um, and to, to actually do and, and start early on. And one thing we want to say from the start, which I really didn't know until very recently, um, the word tithe is not as weird as it sounds. It's actually just a heat, like when you translate it from the Hebrew word, actually means a tenth, right. which we'll, we'll unpack a little bit later on. Yeah. But if some of you are, are struggling to understand, it's this idea of like giving a tenth of your money to like God or the church. Um, so yeah, that was really, really helpful for me. Absolutely. And we're, we're Kyle, in the Bible then, because the, the most important thing about this is we don't just pluck this idea from the top of our heads and want to talk about it, but the most important thing about this question that we should do is where is the biblical principles, where is the biblical location of some of this stuff? Yeah, so the the kind of like first thing that we see in the Bible that uh, talks about like kind of giving to God is um, right back in Genesis 4. So Adam and Eve have a couple of kids, Cain and Abel. Um, and there's this story where they both give like an offering to God from what they produce from their work on the land. Um, so Abel, um, Abel's offering, it says that God like accepts it and like appreciates it and kind of not so with Cain's. And there's some really important stuff about that because um, the wording of it is really helpful for us to understand like mm-hmm. what does tithing actually mean and like why does it, it matter? And it says that Abel, who is like a sheep farmer, um, he gave the firstborn of his sheep and the best of their meat to God as an offering. While Cain, who was like a farmer of like the land, like crops, fruit, um, he he brought like an offering of the fruit of the ground. And then in, in Hebrews, it talks about this a little bit. And the writer like of Hebrews explains it a little bit more and describes Abel's offering as a faith offering. So it's, it's this principle that, like, they both gave something, but Abel gave something in faith. Like, mm-hmm. he gave, he had this flock, and he gave the best of it, and yep. he trusted God that when he gave the best, that that's what God deserved, and that God would almost, like, honour that trust. Yep. Whereas there's this idea that Cain maybe didn't give his best. Like, he maybe just hadn't, like, an, uh, an excess and gave from that. Yep. And I think that's really helpful right at the start, this idea of, like, giving your, your best Absolutely. to God. Yeah, I think that is the, the best principle of giving, that it has to be your best, right? But the actual first mention of the word tenth, mm. which means tithe, that we chat about at the start, is in Genesis 14. And there's a story of Abraham, and he defeats this king guy and we don't want to go into the names because then we'll get into a really weird (laughs) pronunciation of it right but basically he gets the spoils of the victory and what he does is he hands this 10% or this 10th over Mm. to this priest king and so he hands it over to then what would be like the church and so this is the first moment that we see a 10th actually Mm. being given um, to the church we also then see in with Jacob Jacob was on the run at this point and he was on his own and he was going to this place that would then later be called Bethel and he mm. was sleeping and he said to God that if you provide for me, if you keep me safe, then what I'll do is I will give you a tenth of what I have. And he doesn't mm. give this to your church or to a person, but he gives this to God. And so this is another example that we see really strongly throughout the Old Testament, mm. especially this biblical principle of tithing a tenth of what we have. Yeah, and I think like when you read through the Old Testament especially as it sets up this concept, but also like definitely, definitely in the, in the New Testament, 
Um, although sometimes the language is a little bit different. Like there's this principle of giving your best to God and it comes up time and time again, yep. this word tithe, this idea of like a tenth. Um, and that's where we get it from. And I think it's really important for us to think about it in our context. Like what, it, what does that mean? And also like why do we often like give it to the church? Like a young person was actually chatting to JT and I a couple of weeks ago about this idea. Like does your tithe have to go to the church? Um, I think like something helpful on that is from Numbers 18. So there's this um, story in, in Numbers, which is actually a really interesting book, but I know it's really difficult to read sometimes because it's got a lot of kind of tricky, more like wordy info sections. <laughs> I'm actually, most of the time, I find some of that interesting. So yeah. but my goodness, it's a lot of lists. But in Numbers 18, um, God is speaking to... Um, Moses' brother Aaron, and he's dividing up like the, the land that, that they now possess between all the tribes of, of Israel. But to one of the tribes, um, the Levites, who kind of, they act as like the priests, they run like the church, um, he doesn't give them an inheritance of land, but instead they get given a tithe. So mm-hmm. all the other like uh, uh, Israelite people, they give a tenth of what they have from their land, like the, the produce of their land, and it goes to the Levites. And it means that the Levites then, uh, like, have something to live on. Yep. What's also really good is that then in the same chapter, um, God challenges the Levites that they still have to give a tenth, and he calls it, like, the tithe of the tithe. Like, they still owe, owe him a tenth, which is, is really, really good. Um, and I think that's where, like, we first see... Um, like a central principle of yeah. like giving to the work of the church like they gave to support this tribe these priests that ran the church and by giving to them they allowed the, the work of kind of that version of the church in their context to grow yep. um, so we have all this stuff about like a tenth and a tithe so this principle of 10% JT do you think that is still for us now and if so, like that idea of like a tithe, mm-hmm. do you think that like helps or hinders us in our giving? Yeah, I think first of all, I think thank you for that. It was a really helpful explanation. I hope the, the guys really take that in because I think it's kind of broke down very helpfully for that. A guy I was reading around this idea said that if you can't live on 90%, well, it might be hard to live on 100%. <laughs> that idea that like, that shouldn't be a big massive thing for us to be able to live 10% less. Mm. Do I think 10% is for now? My view is that like it is definitely a biblical principle that we should try and live by. Yeah. I don't want to put my hat on and say it was a command, but rather mm-hmm. it's a principle. For me though, I think one of the most helpful ways to view this and to look at this whenever it comes to myself is from that story in Cain and Abel. I think mm-hmm. that idea of first fruits is yeah. so crucially important because I know for some of us, right, it is so easy when the when the offer and buy comes round that you can reach into your pocket and you can throw your loose change or if someone comes up in 412 and delivers like a class offer and talk, <laughs> that money you were going to use for McDonald's, yeah. oh no, I'll throw that in there. I'm really feeling the Holy Spirit on my life right now, right? That's easy to do. But I think when we receive money, it has to be our first choice, yeah. not our last. Because I think how we give to God and what we give to God reflects how we actually view God and who we think he is and so 
I think a really helpful way to understand this, and so this is still on this idea of 10%, is it right, is it not? Mm -hmm. I don't think the actual total is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's behind how we do it. Yeah. But but something I find helpful, and hopefully you guys in listening Mm -hmm. find this kind of more helpful to understand why we do this, is Psalm 24.1. It says, The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world, and all who live in it. So like, Everything we actually have isn't ours, yeah. right? Like everything, not just the money in our account, the clothes we have. Everything we have is actually God's. And so when you understand that, I think it is so much more easy then to give it over. For me, I think when we when I understand this is actually all God's, then it loosens my grip that I have mm. on my money and yeah. the control I want to keep. And it kind of loosens that and it helps me then want to give and be more generous with how I do that. Yep, that's so, so good. Um, like for me, like God still owns all that we have and deserves us to give back yep. just even a tenth of, of it back to him. Yep. And the other thing is like, okay, some people have said to me before, like God doesn't need my money. Well, the reality is like the world works by money and you, we want to see the church and God's kingdom on earth grow. Yep. And the reality is that needs money. Like yep. for certain things that needs money. So the church and God still needs our money. So my conviction is that like this idea is still for us now. And and the principle is so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, okay, now I earn a salary. So to give 10% is theoretically easy, as in it's like mathematically easy. I can direct debit 10% yep. of what I earn yep. back to the church. But this isn't the principle that Lily and I started when we got married and got full-time jobs and a joint bank account. Like, um, this is something that I was really challenged on from very young. And I actually didn't really earn money. I was really fortunate that I didn't really have to work part-time jobs and stuff. So the money I got was very, like, irregular, right? Like, it was, like, my parents, my grandparents doing, like, kind of odd stuff. And yet I still felt like this was a biblical principle. And I also really felt like if I didn't, do this when I was young and had little I was not going to do it when I was mm. older and had a lot yep. because it, it, like it's, it's difficult sometimes when you feel like you don't have a lot of money but 10% of not a lot of money is a lot less than 10% yeah. of a lot yeah. so I now have two incomes coming into my house but I also have bills to pay yep. a yep. mortgage to pay a kid to look after and you know, that extra 10%, oh, like that, that could be helpful. Like now I'm fortunate that 10% is not gonna like break me. But for some people, like they choose to give this when it's difficult, mm. but it's because they have the principal right. So when I was younger, like I decided whatever money I got as a minimum, God gets 10% back. Yep. And I think for you guys, like if you could start that young, like that could be so, so helpful. Like the money you get is so yours. Like yep. you don't have to really pay for much with it. And giving 10% could be a really good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing um, that like I, I want to say for why I think it's still applicable to us is it's not just this Old Testament concept. We see it throughout the New Testament of people yep. giving to the church and supporting the work of the church with their generosity. And even Jesus like touches on it and it comes in a weird way. It comes in Matthew 23 in this like passage that's sometimes referred to like as the, uh, like the woes of the Pharisees. 
and God challenges like the religious people of the day um, in their kind of behaviour and their actions. But kind of the way we were talking about it, he challenges their heart and, and he mm-hmm. says that they uphold all the details of their Jewish law but neglect some of the more important things. But he kind of, he talks about tithing and really interestingly, he says like, you you should do these things. Like yeah. you're being so careful to give 10% and this is good yeah. and, and you should do it and you should tithe, but you should be able to do it without neglecting mm-hmm. the other things. And he goes on to talk about like, kind of like justice and mercy and peace. Yeah. And I think it's this idea straight from Jesus. Like, Tithing is this really important principle, mm-hmm. but to get it right, what really needs to happen is for us to get our hearts right and understand like generosity and mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. That is the reason. Like we want to build God's kingdom, we want to help people, and that is why we give. Yeah. So, um, I think he challenges us not to miss the point, and I've mm-hmm. definitely been challenged on that. So, JT, like around this ten percent idea, then. Do you think it's restrictive mm-hmm. or like should it be like the base that we get yeah. from? No, absolutely. I think even just to go back a wee second and mm-hmm. maybe it'd be more helpful is like that idea that you said kind of so helpful. I think you're you're a living example of the, the progression, right, of trusting God with your money in the little, whether it's like you get a tenner and you give a pound, mm-hmm. right? It's something simple like that there now. And now you're able to with your income and with what you get even with the bills and a child and all you're able to do that mm. but I completely believe that that's because you chose to do it then yeah. and so for, for me and all of us even listening like how are we doing it that if we can see examples in the bible of biblical principle of tithing we can have an example of Kyle in front of me right now and you've listened to then the challenge is then let's do it if we see that it works and we see that it's biblical then how are we doing at it mm. that's one of the things that I think is really helpful the ponder on but sorry on your question i do think sometimes though 10 percent yeah. can be restrictive yeah, as a number like, yeah because yeah. i think it's we, we chatted a bit about it in a, in a different podcast but i think we fall into like routine mm-hmm. i think sometimes we can just be okay with that number coming out of our bank account every month or we learn that we can only get this amount of things at McDonald's because mm-hmm. we're going to give that on a Friday mm-hmm. night or on a Sunday morning. And so I think that can, it's a good thing, but I think it can actually trap us sometimes. I think sometimes it can become an excuse to not be generous. Yeah. I think we can be really quick to point out what we do give and actually really miss the easy opportunities of generosity mm-hmm. around us. When it becomes an obligation, this is something I have to do. Then I do, as you said, that Jesus explained it to the to the Pharisees. We are missing the point. Yeah. Think another helpful passage is in Second Corinthians nine, and it says the point is this: whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, mm-hmm. and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, mm. for God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. So why so why do you listening give money? Why do you give it to God? Is it because God already owns it all and you want to just honour him by mm-hmm. giving it back? Is it because you're just so grateful for everything God has done or is going to do in your life and so you want to honour him? Or is it because you feel a sense of obligation? Because I think if it is the last one, if it is the latter of that, then I think we need to come away from this perspective of religious view of 10%. Mm-hmm. And we need to get back to the heart of the idea that God loves a cheerful giver. And so I think then 
the amount in value has to decrease and our heart and why we give has to be the main priority. Yeah, that's so, so good. And I think for me, like I've been, I've actually been really challenged on this recently. I've been talking to Lily about it. Um, and I had mentioned on our, when we chatted about routine, like I'm someone who values like setting a baseline. So for like reading the Bible, like I set myself a baseline, Mm -hmm. but then I have to push myself to do more. Like that has to just be the baseline. So for me, like tithing 10% has almost become comfortable, like at the stage of life that I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, and not that that means it it doesn't matter or doesn't count, but I have to understand like God, God could challenge me to more. Like, am I then still like tight fisted with my money Mm -hmm. Or am I generous? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, Lily is a generous person, like, naturally more so than me. So, like, this challenge for me is, is really important for, like, our lives. Um, and it's this challenge that comes from uh, a couple of verses in Malachi chapter 3. And it says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. This is God speaking. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. And it's this unbelievable like passage because God is not a God that we, like I would typically say we should, we should test, right? And I'm not really sure if other examples in the Bible where he directly asks us to test him. And yet he's literally saying like, you can't outgive me. Like try me on this. Like the more you give, like, almost like the more I can give back not in the sense that like we would just give to be blessed but in the sense of like this is all God's anyway Mm. so like why almost why settle for a tenth and become tight-fisted over the other stuff when God is a God of like unrestricted generosity and giving should we not try and live lives that look more like that and I've been challenged on this uh, on giving God like what he ultimately deserves yeah, yeah. would be me giving God everything. Yeah. And by his grace, he lets me keep some of it. Mm-hmm. So almost like, how much can I give? Or how much is God asking me to give in a season? Mm-hmm. So kind of on that idea, like, okay, regular giving, tithing is a base. Great. Like, hopefully there's a principle that we can start to think about and be challenged on our lives. Um, but how can we be more open and generous with our money or kind of what what other things might come up that we could kind of give money or resources to outside of this baseline yeah i think generosity should be how we live our lives in every capacity of how we live mm-hmm. and so like you could go in and talk about like how generous are you with your time mm-hmm. right but that's not what this is about but that's also yeah the way so to important live. but for me one thing whenever i was thinking about how do we be more generous mm-hmm. with not just like this 10th is one thing I think of is, like, what are you passionate about? Mm. What really breaks your heart? Because I think if we are genuinely passionate about certain aspects of, maybe if it's missions, maybe if it's the local church, maybe if it's a, a sporting thing, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, we want to actually do something for that. And so if what are you passionate about? If you can think, am I passionate about people in missions am mm-hmm. I passionate about people across the water am I passionate about people in need am I passionate about the homeless whatever it yeah. is I think when you find a passion and a desire of your heart 
then I would encourage you that we should be generous in that. Mm-hmm. I think we should give our money to that as yeah. well, not just limited to the local church, but actually being generous to what we're passionate about because it kind of feeds that. Yeah, 100%. And like we said at a youth a couple of times, and like DFE is really good at speaking on this, like like you find out where, where people's priorities lie or like kind of what mm. they care most about quite simply but like where do they give their time and where do they give their money to, yeah. and I think if there's something on your heart like that you do really care about well then like almost like put your money where your mouth is like exactly. start to give to that and see it grow and almost like see God bless that because of what you can do like what an, what an easy way to give back to God and yeah. to build something like absolutely like yeah we want you to serve we want you to do stuff we'd love you to go on missions but like Sometimes you just you can't, give, right? Like, yeah. Sometimes you think like, oh, what I, what can I give to? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can put it in the basket. But like, what else can I give to? Yeah. I think we just actually have to ask ourselves, what do we care most about? Yeah. What do we want to see different? And yeah. then that can kind of put our money where our mouth is, as you're right. But it can kind of like put our money in the right places where we're yeah. passionate about. Yeah. And and on that, like, there's been a couple of things lately. Like, sometimes things just happen in the world that aren't fair, right? Like like a crisis, like, you know, like the war in Ukraine, and people just suddenly need money from somewhere. Now, it's very hard for us to really go and support people who are, um, like, displaced and left homeless because of a war in Ukraine, but we can give. Yeah. And I think even that idea of, like, when something like this comes up, like, allow God to challenge you, like, Mm. how can I give? And... How generous can I be in giving to that? I think that's a good question. Like when it comes to like appeals or crises or even what you're passionate about, I think the question of like how generous can I be is really mm. helpful because mm-hmm. we can be generous, of course, but if you can ask yourself how generous can I be, I think God can maybe use you and stretch you in ways that you actually wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, that's really cool. What about really practically? So for some of these young people that have kind of very little or like very irregular incomes, like what practically can we do that's like really simple and kind of giving or being generous? Yeah, I think some of them are really easy to know and I think a lot of us will know them, but just even a couple that I thought of is like buying a friend a coffee, mm-hmm. a milkshake, a burger, whatever it is, like taking some time to actually take somebody out of their house, loving them and being generous, actually paying for something, yeah. something really simple. Supporting a friend, you might be have some friends in your life that are going through some difficult things, like even taking them around to dinner yeah. or, you know, just taking them out, mm-hmm. out of the house for a while. I think giving someone a lift, if you drive a car, something really, really simple, but something I think will be meaningful, mm-hmm. using your petrol money, right? Yeah. Just, to, just to give somebody a lift. Yeah. And then something I think that we don't do all the time, and I really don't do all the time that I think is really helpful, is blessing a stranger, <laughs> even if it's a homeless person, yeah. if it's somebody that you kind of feel like I don't really know you but I really feel like I have to give you money ask God who is it that you want me to bless yeah. I think some of them are helpful yeah really cool and some of this like doesn't have to be over spiritualised like mm. giving's really never gonna be a bad thing right like just bless some people yep. and then sometimes like maybe it is about being more aware of what God's saying like yep. kind of who can I give to what can I do and, and allowing yourself to try and hear from God a little bit mm-hmm. on that especially that idea of like blessing a stranger like is really really cool but also like daunting right mm-hmm. um, but allowing God to speak speak into that a little bit is, is really really helpful um, yeah, definitely do we want to close out on a bit of a challenge yeah I think 
when we kind of were talking about this before, I think a really helpful two questions that we can kind of, again, this podcast isn't just to stay in your ears, but it's to actually go and to think about and then to chat about, is what's your baseline of giving to God? Kyle kind of explained that whenever he reads scripture, he has a baseline. So if it's 10 minutes, I do at least 10 minutes. So what's your baseline on giving to God? What is the amount even in your head? And then how can you live a life of unrestricted generosity? What would that look like? Yeah, amazing. Guys, again, we really hope that this like quick conversation was helpful for you. Um, we hope that it challenges you and you take some time to think about what we've said, but then spend some time with God. Allow yourself to read some of the passages that we talked about and be challenged in that idea of um, unrestricted generosity. Thank you so, so much for listening and we'll see you soon.